Welcome to the Dayspring Audio Library, the teaching ministry of Pastor Daniel Rehoff. Thanks for joining us. We hope this message will have a powerful impact on your life. So sit back and enjoy today's time in the Word. Thank you, Pastor and Church, for the opportunity to uh, share our ministry. Uh, my family's uh, ministry in Cambodia and how the Lord is working uh, to my life. I got saved when I was in college taking uh, civil engineering. That time, an American missionary came over to that college and pass out gospel truck. I received that truck. I put it inside my notebook. I went home, put it inside my cabinet, and forgot about it. But one day, after the school close began, I worked in the city for two reasons, to earn some of our family's needs and to uh, earn for my next semester of school year. During those times of working, several times seeing that truck fell from my cabinet, what I did is I put it back, put it back, put it back, put it back. I ignored it because I think there would be plenty of times to think of those kind of types later. But one day, I did not go and work. I overslept. I planned to go somewhere, but I saw that truck lying on the floor once again, and I picked it up. And the words, you are, you are a sinner, caught my attention. I got a pen and a paper and asked question wrote a letter to the uh, address, I sent to the address of, on the back of that truck, and I'm glad that American missionary came to our house that afternoon and shared to me about the Lord Jesus Christ. I've learned that I cannot save myself, and I was lost. I've learned and realized, however, that somebody loves me. He died on that cross to pay my sin in full. That afternoon, I put my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and personal Savior. Praise the Lord. I'm on my way to heaven. God is my heavenly Father. Follow the Lord in believer's baptism. As a child of God, I need to obey Him in the waters of baptism. Then since God's call to the ministry, I enrolled in the Bible school, and finished that training in 1990 and became an assistant pastor of my very home church. Then after a year, the Lord allowed me to pastor my home church for almost six years. But in 1996, we held a revival, a mission conference in our church. I am one of the speakers that night. That Thursday night, as I am inviting, concluding the message, I start to give an invitation, inviting those graduates, those Bible school students to surrender their life and give their life to mission and start ministries to the other towns or regions beyond. That night, nobody came forward. But as I'm standing behind that pulpit, God was speaking to my heart and saying, Brother Edgar, why not be the first one to go? Deep in my own heart, I would like to stay 
and pastor my, my church. I love my church, but I believe this. God's will is better than my will. His will be done. February of 1997, we attended the World Vision Conference in one of the churches in the city. They invited lots of missionaries, both Americans and Filipino missionaries, pastors, uh, Christian workers, to attend that World Vision Conference. They showed videos and slides. They presented these 1040 window countries. And that last night, God was speaking to my heart, saying, I want you to go to the country of Cambodia. After that closing prayer, I went forward and gave up and said, Lord, I will go there. Peace came to my heart. I went down from that platform that night and went right beside my wife and shared to her the decision I made with the Lord that night. And she looked at me and she said, I want you to know that I'm at your side. I want you to know that I'm at your back, not at your neck. You know that. Sometimes they said the husband is the head and the wife is the neck and then the neck can turn the head anytime. But that night, this is what my wife say, said. I want you to know that I will support you 100%. Praise the Lord. Oops. God was speaking in the heart of my wife also that night. We arrived in Cambodia, started that uh, a, a that church in the capital city, Phnom Penh City. We reached out to this Cambodian Khmer Buddhist people. Soul came to know the Lord. They followed the Lord, believe verse, but they joined the church. We had different kinds of ministries. We opened a Bible institute. We trained those nationals. And I'm glad the Lord is still working in that country up to now in uh, cooperation, collaboration with these missionaries, a friend missionary and fellowshipping missionary, I can say right now that 26 provinces of Cambodia, we have at least one church, local church, that are uh, moving and growing and reaching out to their own people, pastored by nationals, local pastor. All I can say is this, praise the Lord and glory to God for allowing us to serve him for the span of 22 years in that country of uh, Cambodia. I want to continue serving the Lord in that country of Cambodia, but however, in August of 2021, I was invited to speak in one of the nights of the mission conference of BBBC Doha, Qatar, through Zoom during that pandemic time, the Holy Spirit led me to speak on the subject of going to the uttermost by praying for more laborers for the harvest. I have seen revival first in my heart and the others who shared their testimonies. That last day of the conference, a veteran missionary from the Philippines, for, to the Philippines for many years, he spoke the need for more laborers. And he mentioned these countries, 1040 windows, countries plus countries in Europe. Particularly, he mentioned names of two other countries. He mentioned 
these two other countries, one is Ukraine. To have some choices, I tried to recall the other name of the country that was mentioned, but I could not remember. I emailed the veteran missionary and asked him, what is the name of the country that you mentioned, the other country? But he said, I could not remember. It seems the Holy Spirit wants to tell me something, to see something, and Ukraine linger in my mind. Since that day, I started praying if the Lord opens the door of opportunity to preach His Word, or if He wants me to go to the country of Ukraine. And until the Lord confirms it by showing to me Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before thou camest forth out of the womb, I ordained thee to be a prophet unto the nations. It is plural, not singular. God is saying, I want you to go to this country, nation. That means I will not stay. I will not stay in the Philippines, my first field. I will stay in Cambodia, my second field. I need to go to this country where God called me uh, to go, my third field. We know that the field is the world. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I am glad that God wants to use us once again, me and my family, to reach out to the uttermost and to plant a church or churches, particularly to this country, Ukraine. Prayerfully, we set our time to go by the mid of year 2024. I don't know if Delight or Jaser will come with us. But if they want to go and uh, become a, uh, a soldier of the war, that's a soldier of the Lord, reaching out to the, praise the Lord. I believe by that time that the war at least pacified or the Lord will put it to, to halt. Stop. Please pray for me and my family as we prepare for a new country of service and as we raise some additional uh, support today for this mission journey to a new uh, to a new field we are praying that you will consider or include us in your mission family and join us in reaching the loss to that particularly to that country god bless you all Ephesians or psalms chapter 2 verse uh, 8 Ephesians chapter 2 or psalms chapter 2 sorry Verse 8, Ask of me, and I shall give thee the hidden for thine inheritance, and unto the uttermost part of the earth for thy possession. Shall we pray? The loving Heavenly Father, please bless your word and bless your people here at day spring. Baptist Church, continue to use them for your honor and glory. And as I share God's word tonight, I pray, dear Holy Spirit, that you speak to our hearts and to our lives. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Tonight, I would like to share about this message unto the uttermost. It is my prayer that I can create a burden, or at least you learn uh, one great truth that, will, uh, that God will use for you 
to reach out more or to serve God more, to go and reach out to these people who never heard uh, the gospel. The word uttermost is used 26 times in the word of God. Six times it is used for souls to be reached out. It is about missions or souls that need to trust the Lord as Savior to be saved. Since the beginning of our missions to Cambodia, we have seen and witnessed the moving of God in the hearts of this Khmer or Buddhist people. The Khmer people are coming to the Lord for salvation. Deep, uh, I, can, I can share to you personally, I never dream of being a missionary to that killing field. I never dream of being one of the first 10 Filipino missionaries from my country to be sent out to that country of Cambodia. Even though I don't want to go, I have realized that God has a call for my life. And His unselfish, compelling uh, love constrains me to go, and I need to answer. And I thank God, the very first day we arrived in Cambodia up to now, the love and prayers of the brethren flourish in our hearts, and the Lord continue to touch the hearts of these Buddhist people and praise the Lord. Souls are coming to Him. The Lord, by His marvelous grace, He allowed us to uh, preach His word openly and freely to that country. And even up to now, missionaries are coming, are coming and entering to that country of Cambodia. I believe through that uh, uh, killing fields or the Khmer roots, God prepared their hearts. It seems me and my family as well, I'm thinking this, that God is calling us to go from, an, from a killing field to another. I've surrendered my life to go to Ukraine before the war. And some people ask me, Pastor, are you sure? Are you sure? I said, yes, very sure. The calling of God is very sure. Though maybe I will resist deep, deep within my heart, I know God, God's call for my life is true, and it will not change. He called us to serve Him. I am glad that we can go out and reach out to the uttermost. I'm glad that I understood God's call and uh, willing to follow His will for my life. You know that statement, familiar statement, every heart with Christ is a missionary. Or a mission, sorry. Every heart with Christ is a missionary and every heart without Christ is a mission field. I could like drive this question, what must I do to reach out to the uttermost? What must I do to reach out to the uttermost? Simply the answer, you can find that in Acts 1.8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. What must I do to reach out to the uttermost? Simply be a witness both in Jerusalem and to all the world or to the entire world, both at the same time. 
Again, what must I do to be a witness? Somebody says, don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. I think that is a good and straight answer. Don't be selfish. Share the Word of God. Share the saving grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. A preacher was called to hear the reading of the will of a wealthy church member who just had died. The will said like this, Being of sound mind and body, I spent all my money on myself. The preacher and the man's family members were all disappointed to hear about the will. Application, do not keep the word of God to yourself. Share it. What's, whatever right means to share, do it. Jesus that did not live for self or for himself, but he lived for others. Jesus' life revolved around witnessing and ministering to others. We don't need to see as far as the end of our nose, or we don't need to be busy swapping fish from each other's bowl. I remember when I was young, my mom cooked our food, just a little bit of uh, rice, and he cooked uh, soup with horseradish leaves, a little salt, and a little fish. And he invited uh, uh, roast that fish, and after that water bo boil, and he put that uh, base, base leaves, and uh, uh, he will put, she will put that, that fish, small fish, roasted fish, into the soup. Then she will cut it. Seven. Cut it into seven. Five children plus my, my mom and my dad. But always my mom will take the head. And I asked ask to her, why are you always taking the head? She said, tastes good. Mm, you cannot, there's no good in the head. I asked, no, it tastes good. He, she will uh, divide that fish. She will give first to, uh, to her children, to us. Then she will take the head, the last part. I could not understand, but until I realized that's the mother's love. That's the mother's love. She's willing to sacrifice her love to the family so great that she's willing to take the second child. Second choice. Jesus Christ loved us, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. We can share God's uh, love to the lost. Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Maybe you, you ask me what it takes or what it, what it takes to be a witness or what it takes to share Christ. I want to give three things tonight. First, uh, notice, there must be the sending forth of the servant or the going forth of the servant. Psalms 126, verse 6. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. He that goeth forth. I mentioned a while ago, every heart with Christ is a missionary, and every heart without Christ is a mission field. That is true. 
I'm glad I have Christ in my life. I'm glad I am saved. I'm glad I'm going to heaven. But how about the lost? What about others who do not know the Lord? I'm glad that Jesus saved me. I'm glad that he, Jesus came to this dark, dusty, sinful earth to reach you and me. I'm glad that he came to die for you and me. The Father has only begotten Son, and he made him a missionary. I'm glad the Apostle Andrew got saved. I'm glad the Apostle Peter came to know the Lord. I'm glad that the Apostle John got saved and the other disciples came to know the Lord. I'm glad that Jesus Christ sent them. He said, as my Father had sent me, even so send I you. Jesus said to his disciples, familiar verse, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I'm glad that Saul of Tarsus got saved and became the Apostle Paul, Apostle to the Gentile nation, and he wrote the very words of uh, the Lord in Romans 10, 14 and 15. How shall they, uh, then, how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe on him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher, without a witness? And how shall they preach except they be sent? And how shall they, uh, and as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. I'm glad Jesus said, ye shall be witnesses. Maybe this is your song. Oh Lord, I am your willing servant. You know that I have been for years. I'm here in this pew every Sunday or Wednesday. I've stained it with many a tear. I've given you years of my service. I've always given my best. And I've never asked you for anything much. So Lord, I deserve this request. request. Please don't send me to Cambodia. Or please don't send me to Africa. I am just a man. I am not a person. I don't like cockroach, lion, snake, cockroaches, lizards, and spider, or cross rivers and lakes. I'm glad God called me to go to that country of Cambodia. And I'm praying that one day, or maybe this year, you can go and help us and join us and reach out to that place as well. I'm praying when the situation becomes uh, more and more uh, open with the prime minister right now in Cambodia, he's talking with the Christians. And uh, for several, some years now, and he said to him, he affirmed us that, hey, just do as many as you can to preach the gospel. That sounds great. It's a blessing. We can freely preach the gospel far, far away, the hidden darkness dwelling, millions of souls forever may be lost. Who who will go? Salvation storytelling, send forth the gospel, minding not the cost. The question is, will you go? Yes, there must be the sending forth or the going forth of the servant. Notice secondly, Psalms 126, verse 6. The Bible says, He that goeth forth bearing precious seeds. Secondly, Notice, there must be the sowing of the seed. There must be the sowing of the, that seed, the seed. 
farmers who don't sow any seed don't get any harvest. And we don't get a harvest of souls without sowing some gospel seed. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the living word, the living and greatest seed of all, was planted in this world. After three days and three nights, he shot forth and became the greatest vine and bear much, much fruit. We can plant the gospel seed. I don't care whatever conditions of life you have. I don't care what situation you are going through. Maybe you are on your deathbed. I have friends in the Philippines. I have pastors. They are on the hospital during COVID times. They are dying. But this is what they uh, do. They, they, they share the gospel to those doctors, nurses. And the testimony of these doctors and uh, nurses gave me an encouragement. Even in their hard, hard time, they continue to preach the gospel. Some faithful believers who are on their deathbed, deathbed are witnessing to the doctors, nurses, and planting gospel seeds. If you are a child of God, if you are a child of God, you can be a blessing to others. You can be a blessing to anyone else by sowing the seed of God's Word. There will be times the storms of life would come and take those lives away. And if they don't have Christ in their lives, they will be lost and stand on that judgment day and be lost forever and ever for all eternity. And as we go and sow some seed, there are soils that are hard, some are stony, some are thorny, and some that are good or good soils. And as we faithfully sow those seeds of God's Word, we reap someday because there are good soils ready, prepared hearts that would receive it. So don't stop sowing. Don't stop planting the seed. Don't stop sharing God's Word. God is looking for more laborers, sowers in the field. The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. There was a story of a farmer who fell into that river and was driven by this, that strong current of the river. The fellow farmer saw him fall and fell, and each one took their ropes and headed to that bridge and lowered their ropes. As those farmers lower their ropes, they have hopes that their farmer friend would grab on the ropes and would be saved. And sure enough, the farmer saw one of the ropes and grabbed it and he was saved. We need more laborers and farmers of the gospel. A man said to his friend, Come, let us go and play golf this Sunday. Oh, I could not do that. I have to go to church, his friend said. Well, replied the man, I don't know what kind of church you attend, but you keep it for yourself. I have asked you to play golf with me a dozen times, but you never, you have never invited me to your church. Ouch. Don't keep the seed. Don't hide it. Share. Plant the seed into someone's heart. 
invite people to come to Jesus Christ. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of God, of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. Yea and amen. The gospel seed is both dynamic and dynamite. It has the power to penetrate people's heart and mind and blow sin right out of their lives. But it won't work unless we plant it and spread it around. There must be the sowing of the seed, the gospel seed. The going of a servant, the sowing of the gospel seed. Notice lastly, Psalm 126, verse 6. There must be the flowing of tears. He that goeth forth and weepeth. The seed need, needs water. Also, the lost need the water of life. It has been said, the reason we have so many dry seeds and baptistries is because we have so many dry eyes and dry hearts among the brethren. Could it be true? I believe, yes, indeed. Someone said, we have piety without pity. We have uh, passion without compassion. Jesus said, when he saw the multitudes, Matthew 6, 38, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and scattered abroad as sheep having no uh, shepherd. What about us? People that are lost need to hear the message of compassion, the message of salvation. We need to pray for them with real teardrops from our eyes and heart. A couple of struggling officers wrote to William Booth telling him that they had tried everything to, to get people to come to Christ, but they failed. And William Booth answered them, and he replied, Try tears. And they did, and they had a revival. Tears must come from our hearts. Do you cry for the loss? It was said of John Wells, a famous Scottish preacher, that he kept a blanket to rub himself. When he got up at night to pray, his wife would complain when she found him lying on the floor weeping. And Wells would reply, Woman, I have souls of 3,000 to answer, and I know not how it is with many of them. Have you wept over any souls lately? Jesus wept over Jerusalem. He weeps for the lost. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Are we busy with, all, with our own selves? Doing our own ambition, selfish ambition in life, you know that famous missionary city stud said, only one life, it will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. I will close on this story. There was a, an old uh, preacher or pastor. He was dying in his home. He sent a message for his banker and lawyer. They are both church members to come to his, to his home. When they arrived, they were ushered up to his bedroom. As they entered the room, the preacher held out his hands and motioned for them to sit each of his bed. The preacher grabs their hands and sighed contentedly, he smiled, and he stared at that ceiling, holding their hands. For a long time, no one said anything. Both banker and lawyer were touched that the preacher would ask them to be with him during his final moments. 
they were also puzzled. The preacher had never given them an indication that he particularly liked either of them. They both remember his many long hours of uncomfortable sermons about greed, covetousness, avaricious behavior that made them squirm in their seats. Finally, the banker said, Preacher, why did you ask us to come? The old preacher answered weakly and said, Jesus died between two thieves, and that's how I want to go and I want to die. You know the story. The old preacher, this is the way I want to die. We are in this world between thieves of selfishness. We are in this world between thieves of unconcern, indifference, thieves of worldliness. Please, church brethren, think about this. When you reach out to the lost, need to start from here. There must be that flowing, crying, real compassion from your life towards them. Cry for the lost. And please die with a job well done. Don't be selfish. Die with the right finish. Die knowing that you have done your best for Jesus by faithfully sharing God's word, sowing gospel seed, and praying for this lost soul. I believe one day God will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Yes, there must be the going of the servant, there must be the sowing of gospel seed, and there must be the flowing of tears from your life. Shall we pray? Dear loving Heavenly Father, thank you for thy word, thy word that is so close to your heart and that is so close to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. May your word continue to speak and touch us so that we can serve you more and love you more. Dear loving Father, please use your word to help us grow fuller in our Christian life and be willing to serve you to reach out for more souls with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Continue to bless this church, the leadership, pastor, membership, and this uh, church become a light to this community. Once again, thank you for thy word. Father, in Jesus' name I pray. very interested in you and your spiritual growth. If you want to contact Dayspring for prayer or more information, you can reach us at 262-404-5092 or on the web at dayspringbaptist.com. Thanks for listening.